promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. often told you, and now say again with tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. They are focused on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly wait for a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is Philippians chapter 3. And this is actually the epistle reading for what we would have as our readings for this following Sunday if we were following the one-year lectionary uh, in the the Book of Common Prayer. And... um, I I decided that I would go with this in part because I think it fits with this understanding of deliver us from evil, to to save us from evil. Because sometimes what we have to realize, and this is one of the hardest things for us to realize, is that sometimes we are our own worst enemy, aren't we? That, That we need to be delivered from ourselves more often than not. We, we learned last week, we had the, the reading from James, which talked about how God tempts no one to sin. But sin, sin comes from the evil desires within ourselves, that we gain these desires and we act on it, and sin comes about. That temptation is this desire for something, and then it grows into us taking it, and, and, and sin uh, being that, that thing. Well, here in Philippians, I love how Paul talks about this. He's, he's just gotten done talking about how he is pressing on towards the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, that he's desiring to cling to Christ in all things, to pursue him in all things. And then, and then we get this section where he says, but I've been warning you that there are others. For I've often told you and now say again with tears that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Notice they say enemies of the cross of Christ. They don't necessarily have a problem with Jesus. Most of us don't really have a problem with Jesus. We like Jesus, especially when he tells us stories, picks, up, picks us up when we're, when we're kids and bounces us on, on his knee, when he gives us bread and, and turns water into wine. We love all those things. But then the cross gets put in front of us. The cross of Christ that was taken to remove our sin. The cross of Christ that we nailed him to, that he might prove that his forgiveness is true. That what he is doing and what he is saying and what he has been saying is true. That he's going to take away our sins, that he's going to defeat death. That that our sin is something that wars against us and death is the final enemy that's going to come and get us and yet he has conquered that. Enemies of the cross of Christ. We've known, probably all of us have known a preacher who would have no problem talking about Jesus or about God. 
But when it comes to the reality of talking about the cross, about how Christianity is based on loss and humility and suffering and pain, that it is not a religion based off of, off of progression and transformation in the sense of, oh, I'm going to be a better person today. Instead, it's a, every day, it's a continual admission, I'm going to have my Jesus today, the Jesus and the cross given for me, broken and shed for me. And says their end is destruction, their God is their stomach, their glory is in their shame. Uh, there's many ways that we can understand this. Their God is their stomach. Uh, oftentimes it's taught that they are ones who are full of greed, that they want more and more and more. I often wonder if it's actually lack of faith. That those moments when our, our uh, stomach growls, when we're on empty, when we don't have what it is that we think we should have, when, when we feel as though our daily bread has run out, we are not very quick to turn to the Christ who comes for us. Turn to the Christ who tells us that my grace is sufficient for you. That my strength is made perfect in weakness. We're not, we're not quick to move that direction. Instead, we're quick to move to, well, I'll take care of it myself. I'm gonna do it all myself. And that actually becomes an evil that we need to be delivered from. We need to be delivered from this need to save ourselves. Delivered from this need to take care of ourselves. Delivered from this need of God helps those who help themselves. Kind of, kind of understanding, which is the American way, I think. It says they are focused on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly wait for a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. That we get focused on the, the abundance or lack of things. We get focused on the evil that stands in front of us, never knowing that our life is in God, our life is in Christ. And then we get the glorious promise. He will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glorious body that he will trans he will transform us, not us. He is going to transform us from this, this body that is weak that is in need of so much that, that will often turn to evil to gain whatever it is that we can. And instead he will transform us into a glorious body, a resurrected body. And the fact that he's going to subject all things to himself. That is what we have to hold on to, church. Through all things. So when we pray, deliver us from evil. We have to understand that oftentimes we need to ask God to save us from ourselves, but also to help us keep our eyes on him in all things. And that is when we are truly free, when we truly know that they might destroy us, this world might crush us, that we might be humiliated, that we might be humbled, that we might be filled with shame because we're worried about what the world might think of us and that we need to be delivered from that so that we can be truly free in him to know that he's redeemed us, that he has bought us, and we are his possession, and he is ours. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, deliver us, we pray, from all manner of evil, whether it touch our body or soul, property or good name, and at last, when the hour of death shall come, grant us a blessed end and graciously take us from the veil of sorrow to yourself in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will see you tomorrow.